Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Fire, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about encryption. And why don't we start with the most basic question, what is encryption? You know, that word encryption, it sounds kind of scary and technical, doesn't it? It does. But simply put, encryption allows information to be hidden so that it cannot be read without a special key or password. Now this special key or password is usually some kind of secret code or like a long number. And once it's applied to that information, it becomes garbled and the hidden information is then said to be encrypted. So the way you change encrypted information back into its original form, that's called decryption, basically the opposite of encryption. And the whole study of encryption and mathematics behind it is called cryptography. Uh, that's a word that gets used a lot today. Uh, but let's start with something very practical. What does your internet service provider see when you are using an encrypted connection? Oh yes, this is really important. Now, most times today you'll see at the start of a URL something called HTTPS. And the S is important because that means you have a secure connection. Ah, as opposed to HTTP without the S. Exactly. So in this case, the Internet Service Provider, or ISP, should just see a whole bunch of random looking data. You know, literally think of it as a series of letters and random numbers all mixed up coming from your IP address to the IP address of that server you're requesting data from. And the random looking data is basically your encrypted data. I see. So what happens without encryption then? Well, think of it like sending a postcard through the post. An unencrypted connection has the address and your message in plain view and anyone who picks up the postcard can see what you've written. An encrypted connection, however, still has the address. You know, otherwise, how would Mr. Postman know where to take it? But the caveat is, you've written the message itself in code that only you and the person you're sending it to can know. Okay, so how is it that encryption gets set up in the first place? How, how do you establish that connection in a secure manner? Oh yes, yes, great question. So when you first set up the connection, the ISP will see what's called the handshake, which is like a postcard saying, hey, let's use the code we made up last year. And then also let's use the number five for that clever thing that code does with numbers. This basically doesn't let anyone decrypt your data either because they've got no idea how to use a number five, for example. But it doesn't tell them that you're deliberately encrypting data because it just looks like corrupted data. Uh, and if they broke the code, they could use the five to decrypt your message. Note that this is called key exchange, and the, the five isn't the full key. It's just part of your part of the key. People talk about how it's possible that your internet service provider can sometimes see what you're up to online. Um, I thought you said that HTTPS encrypted traffic means that uh, your traffic cannot be read. Well, you know, both statements are kind of true. HTTPS is not a perfect solution. It prevents ISPs from seeing what messages are exchanged, but not from seeing who exchanges those messages. So they may be able to see, for example, that you are on Google, but they're not able to see what you typed in. So HTTPS is pretty good for not having the entire world see your password when you transmit it, but not for preventing your ISP knowing you know, you're always on Facebook or something. How does this work practically on the internet? Well, on the internet, there are several encryption protocols used. You might have heard of names like uh, SSL, which stands for Secure Socket Slayer. 
uh, IPsec, or SSH. And most of these use the RSA encryption system, which we can also explain pretty briefly. Yes, tell us just briefly about RSA encryption. So the letters stand for Rives Shamir Edelman, uh, in case you were wondering. And RSA is an algorithm used by modern computers to encrypt and decrypt messages. It is a asymmetric cryptographic algorithm, which means that there are two different keys. Remember, we talked about keys earlier. Mm. And one of the keys is public and can be given to anyone, kind of like the five in the previous example. But the other key must be kept private. So one of the keys is to lock the data if you like, and then the other one is to unlock it? Yep, that's right. And the algorithm is based on the fact that finding the factors of a large composite number is difficult. This is where the math starts coming in. And when the factors are prime numbers, the problem is called prime factorization. Ah, this is an important principle in cryptography and encryption we should explain. Um, what is prime factorization? Prime factorization of any given number is to basically try to break it down, break down the number into its factors until all of its factors are prime numbers. So let's say I had the number six. Its prime factors are three and two. And this is all important because mathematically, prime factorization satisfies one of the key principles of cryptography. It's a one-way function that's easy to compute, but finding a function that reverses it or computing this function is very, very difficult. Mm, and by difficult, you mean it's costly or it's time-consuming. Exactly. If you figure out how long it takes to do each calculation, and consider the size of the numbers used in RSA, it would take somewhere from like 20 to even a thousand years to crack a good RSA key. So it's pretty safe. Fascinating. Well, this fundamentally is the foundation for so much stuff that there are um, a lot of different ELI 5 topics we could cover from here. Blockchain or cryptocurrencies or even practical stuff like VPNs. Uh, but we'll have to cover those in future ELI 5 episodes. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions and comments on uh, how we can make this better. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five. We will see you all next week.